And welcome to another episode of Real Dads Lead and Competing for Christ Collab. I got Mr. Matt Hamilton and Big K Kyle Smith with me. I'm your host, Dwayne Smith, and uh, we're going to collab. So if you are watching, I'm going to actually post this on our Real Dads Lead site and our Competing for Christ site. So um, whichever one you're uh, watching, um, hopefully this will be a, 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 a nice time for you. Um, so kind of excited to uh, talk about this new, not new, but these governmental Senate hearings on social media. Um, so that's kind of what the topic is for today. But before we get started, anything big happened to you guys over the last few days or anything that, uh, you want to share with, with, with either of us of big things going on? Not much. Yes, I got. I'm subbing on Friday at Worthy Christian. Oh, you're subbing. Getting the, you got a teaching job. Uh huh. Cool. That's fun. That's you excited about English? <laughs> oh, great. Who? What? What? What year? I mean, uh, twelfth grade. But at, uh, they just said just lesson plans on the desk. They have their own. They're just pretty much working independently. I'm just going to sit there and watch them work for four <laughs> hours. Yeah, I doubt that. That's how you operate. You're going to be chatting and yeah, just knowing uh, you anyway. I hope because when I was subbing at Reading, sometimes I, I when that was happening, when I was talking to the kids, like they could get a little rowdy, and I felt kind of bad. So this time, this time I'm going to prepare myself. Like I'm just not going to like sit down the law, but just be like, like just not be as engaging because you know I got respect for other teachers in the hallways, and like you know who knows what's going on. Some people might be taking tests in other classrooms. They just need some quiet workspaces yeah. and that, they should just do their work too yeah yeah but you got a naturally loud voice as well yeah <laughs> our whole family does i think <laughs> we're pretty pretty loud no matter what anybody who comes to our house generally um they are like man why is it so loud here it is <laughs> just and then when the, him and his brothers get together it's just like it's bad super super loud <clears throat> but that's the way it is that's cool i'm excited for that um subbing so things going well with you too matt yeah i think um i mean yesterday i spoke in youth group it was good it was uh i just always relished the opportunity you know to influence i think we had probably like a hundred some kids show up last night and got to speak on purpose on life purpose kind of a hot important topic you know for gen z especially i mean for anybody but um hoping it landed so there seemed yeah. to be a good response. Yeah. Well, that's a good transition into both of you um, talking about your influence on the younger generation. And that is what the Senate hearings that have been um, going on about social media is all about, trying to protect the kids, mm-hmm. mostly um, mostly um, protection from bullying from sexual exploitation from um just getting involved in things that they shouldn't be getting involved in Mm -hmm. um i watched a few videos of some of the senate hearings and um so if you guys don't know the the senate is has been interviewing the ceos of um major tech companies so um like the ceo of of instagram ceo of tiktok um, Facebook, um, X soon. Yes. X. Yes. X. And, 
um, Twitch and what is the one that Twitch, uh, I don't even know what Twitch. Yeah, <laughs> I never heard of that. Yeah, streaming, <laughs> streaming, yeah. And <coughs> and what's um the one that we do for with, uh, with uh, Chad? Do you remember Discord? that? Discord, yeah, mm-hmm. Discord. So all of those different things. So there's a lot that's out there, and um, it's been interesting because I've been listening to or watching other people react to these things, and just kind of threw some things in my head that I thought, well, this would be a good topic to Mm -hmm. talk about, especially for dads out there who are um, younger dads who have kids that that are coming up, and for, you know teachers and coaches and things like that who are going to be mentoring these mm. students as well um me personally on a personal level i think that i failed as a father in this this arena so uh, i know we've talked before we've all talked before about and i would love to hear comments one way or the other on when you think it's appropriate for a child to have you know some of these um, social media platforms or these devices. So I've he- heard a lot about people talking about, well, I don't give my kids don't have a smartphone. They don't have a, um, iPad or a tablet or anything like that. Um, because I don't want them ever getting involved in certain mm-hmm. things. And then you have the others who extreme or giving them whatever, whatever, whenever and wherever, and then you have those in the middle, like there's a certain age. So where do you guys fall into that? Like, I know you don't have kids yet. You do. My kids are all grown. And we were kind of we were kind of right in that midst of when it was first coming out. So when the kids had phones. They weren't smartphones mm-hmm. in the beginning when they were younger. They were just flip phones, which were fine. And they had like DS systems that they could do some things on and communicate with others. But it wasn't as prominent or prevalent as it is mm. now. So just get some uh, initial thoughts on um, what you think is appropriate for, um, or what you've done with your kids and what advice you would give um, parents out there, coaches and teachers. Hmm. That's a big question. Um, <laughs> General I, thoughts. I, I you have a lot. I already know that because I've talked to you about it. So. Have we talked about this on the podcast before? No, on podcast. Not at all? Just, okay. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> I think, uh, long story short, I think that we should delay smartphones. I want to kind of put that in quotes because I, it, it, there are certain smartphones that I think are appropriate and do a good job, like the Gab phone, for example. Um, I would, I right now have no problem promoting that among my friends and, um, among other parents, you know, like I, to explain that, well, the gab phone, phone. the gab phone is smart. Um, but, uh, yeah, GABB. Um, so it it is smart, um, but it's extremely limited in what apps can be put onto the phone. Mm -hmm. So like they, I mean, they've just approved some other apps, and, and I mean, if you're like super techie, you could probably find a backdoor like your kid if your kid is super techie. But that's going to be a very small, small population. Um, you know, basically, my, both my girls have the Gab phone, and um, 
that there's no social media on it whatsoever. There's not even email or anything like that, you know, uh, but it allows them to text and call. And, um, I think they can even do video calls with their friends. <clears throat> there's like a Bible app. There's a finance app. There's certain restaurant apps. Like if you want to go to McDonald's or Burger King or whatever, and you can even have something called Gab music, which is essentially the same thing as Spotify, but everything explicit is taken out like there's there's no way to get anything like that on this phone um and my girls have done just fine you know like they've they've really enjoyed it now there's other things that you can't use at least currently um i think they are working on joining with some other apps like uh group me do you guys know what group me is so group me group me unfortunately is what kind of twisted our arm to get our first son a smartphone um, because he started working at Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A was like, well, he's got to be a part of like six different group me chats, you know, um, because of these different teams uh, in order for him to work here. So we're like, man, we really didn't want to get him a smartphone, but he got the job and we didn't know any other way. Like we, we were under the impression just operating with group me on your computer wasn't going to be sufficient. So we caved and we got him the smartphone. Um, that was a mistake at what age was 14 okay yeah um because you can you can start working at 14 there um so anyway um now my um, my next son started working at chick-fil-a and then my oldest daughter she started working at chick-fil-a but we had had issues with the boys and um so we said we're, we're not getting an iphone Gab phone was now available. We went Gab and she just accesses her group me and it's totally fine and works totally sufficiently on, uh, on the computer. She can access her hot schedules, anything she needs to do with work. She, and uh, this is important. This isn't just like I'm rambling. This is important for any parent who thinks that their kids might need a smartphone for work. You can work around that. You can absolutely, you just have to be a little bit more, you know, scheduled, like have them check their group me and scheduling the night before work or that morning. They don't need a smartphone to do that. Gab phone, I think is a significant option. And and I'm also saying that because I've read in the comments, um, many people are like, you know, no smartphones, you know, no sm social media, whatever, just g give them a flip phone kind of a thing. Um, the, the problem with that is some of the most common features that kids love are, interaction with their friends you know what i'm saying it's the fast texting and typing it's the video calls things like that and some of these flip phones they're just not practical for something like that and it makes them feel stupid because they have a flip phone when their kids or their friends are carrying around these smartphones mm -hmm. which that's a shallow thing but it's a teenage thing and like is that really a battle i want to fight if i don't have to gab phone is a smartphone looks just like a smartphone does everything they really need to do it's sufficient that that's that's what i would that's if i could go back i'd have everybody do a gap phone at what age uh i mean probably 14 or or, or younger actually my my youngest daughter she's 12 and we got her a gap phone and it's totally it's totally fine for it, each of my kids have understood like if this gets out of control whether on the gap phone because they can't do anything explicit that's not really an issue, but if you're just like out of control, texting, talking, whatever, then we're going to, we're going to take that phone away and it's not been an issue for them, the girls. Um, but for like my boys who have iPhones, um, they were taken away at one point and, and then given back with the understanding that 
you know, if you're like, again, if whatever it is, if you're playing games all the time or if like this certain music is we find you're listening to, you're going to lose it. It's just going to be gone. I'm going to sell your phone and you're going to have to buy a whole new phone by yourself kind of a thing. Um, you know, and, and again, parents can say, well, like you're being, these parents are being irresponsible. Like it's not on the tech industries. It is on the tech industries, but it is also on the parents. But I think there's probably a lot of parents out there, a lot of adults out there who are commenting about parents that aren't parents themselves. And they've not, it's not as simple as just monitoring what your kids are doing on their phones. Kids are smart, smarter than the parents are (laughs) as far as technology goes. And they can get around things um, that you just don't know about. Like I, it's, it's crazy how how they can do it. Um, And yeah. So anyway, I'm, I won't keep talking. Those those are some of my initial thoughts. Yeah. It's it's a very complicated issue. Yeah. But I I say hold out as long as you can, especially on things like iPhones. But GabPhone is a really safe, legit option. Yeah. So Kyle, what do you think? And you can be blunt, because I already said that I feel like I failed in that area. So um, uh, giving you guys access but just talk about any of the struggles that you might have had going through that from um the flip phone to smartphone or um the pressures that you might have felt with friends who had certain things um touch on some of the things that matt said your experience my experience yeah i remember just growing up well it's it's interesting to hear one thing is that like you know you're saying how your you know your daughter's 12 and she has a smartphone, and even it's a gab phone. I just remember, even when I was a kid, a 12-year-old having any kind of phone was seen as crazy. Yeah. And uh, and that was my generation when I had a flip phone, when I was, I think, fifth grade, uh, and it had, you know, it Kyle on it. It's cool. Um, but it said, uh, but even I remember texting. T- uh, t- t- oh, sorry, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. In fifth grade. In fifth grade. In fifth grade. I, was, I think I was 11 years old. Or I might have been sixth grade. I might have been, I might have been, 11 and 6th grade. I, I know I was 11. I know I was 11. So it could have been 6th grade too. Um, but I remember all the seniors, all, all like Mason High, like all the people that were way older than me were just like, I can't believe I have a phone. Like even though it was a flip phone, they are just like, the fact that I had a phone was crazy to them. Because like I didn't get a phone until I was a sophomore in high school. And I was like, they're just, well, they're comparing like this generation. All the, I was like, I have a flip phone. Like I have friends that have smartphones at like since like 4th grade, you know? And that was the, even that was early for us. Now you have kids with like five years old with smartphones. Like, dang, I don't know if this is good for these guys. You know, just your brain. Like, I st- I'm even as a, an adult. Um, I like I sometimes I'm I'm on say so, mostly just YouTube. I'm just like I don't know if this is good for me. Like, I'm like thinking that con- cognitively. I'm just like I don't know if I could. Not, and to think that five year olds are going through that process right now, like they're crying ah, phone. Like that is not good. Like. I could say, I could say, like, what is too early? I know five year olds. Five year olds is way too early, at least when it comes to that conversation. Um, so you would think five year olds are too early for, like, the any kind, of any kind of device, like having a device, or like, because yeah, I was guilty of it, and I know, um, you know, lots of parents are probably guilty of it. What you're saying, here, take this and calm down so i can have some peace you know when you're driving in a you know on a trip or whatever um you know when i was growing up we didn't have any of that Mm -hmm. stuff um 
actually when I was growing up we did have like you know my dad built this uh, like in the back of our van or the back of our truck we would have um, a TV and at that time you could get the airwaves so antenna thing so we could watch some of the TV while we were driving but it was like a little black and white little television um so that's always existed you know try and figure out a way to keep them occupied and quiet while instead of every second are we there yet or just complaining or fighting with each other or what have you so i can see the benefits of it but i also see that you know we don't do like we used to play games and all that stuff on our trips you know, looking at license plates and trying to figure out, see how many license plates we could get. And, Pick a color oh, and how yeah. many cars yeah. has that color. All those little things that you kind of lose that family um, bonding time. So I'm sorry I interrupted you, but you think that um, five-year-olds too early to have yeah, any device. I, yeah. Well, I, I would think to own it, but I don't know if like, like there are. Well, I, I could say I was, if they're going to watch something, I think the parent has to be there, yeah. and not just yeah, here. Okay. And then, like, even if it's a good a good show or a good program or whatever they're or good app, like, I just I just would much rather have the parent be by their side while watching it because I it's just too much too much. Like, if I'm like, it's just too much power. I think to give a kid that young. Um, I was, I remember Ubering this one time, this, 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 uh, and this, this mom, just these, a five-year-old son. And I think like a, maybe like a three-year-old daughter and they're just crying. I was like, tablet, tablet, tablet. They're just screaming tablet. And they're, like, they're, they're kids, they're kids and, and just gave them the tablets. And then the whole time they're listening to this, like, the kid, the boy, was, the girl was listening to some, like, I don't know what it was, some, show i'd never heard of before but it seemed pretty innocent the guy was watching this toby mcguire cussing m- compilation mm. and and the, i was like i was, I was just ubering i was just like are you okay with your son listening to this because mrs weatherby one of my spanish teachers said more is caught than taught like right. you like that stuff is like ingrained in your head like these are oh like they're not to this person this kid these all these all these words, they're not seen as bad words. They're just words, you know? Mm-hmm. And and even if they might know it's bad, why would you think it's bad when you're, when, even when your parents sitting next to you and just like listen, like willing, willingly listening, willing letting you listen to this kind of garbage. garbage. What Mr. Rogers says, barbarment. You know, it's like, it's just not good. And um, so I, I think even then, like I said earlier, um, I think the parents should be involved in, like, even if there's, with the kid but if they're with the kid they should be very careful like it's like hey sorry that's not good and that's like was let's do something else together you know um that's assuming that the parent has that moral compass that's assuming yeah and i hope that most parents do that's a but for my personal experience i know i, I feel like i'm a i talk a lot i'm sorry but the um, my relationship with like social media, for example, I I personally wasn't prepared to have a an app like Instagram, for example. I I think seventh grade is when the first seventh or eighth grade is when I first got Instagram, mm. and 
um it was a great it was a great tool i just wanted to part of it just want to fit in everyone had it and it was just it was cool it's cool to share um your own live and just watch other people's lives it's, people it was just a way that we socially interact with each other outside of school like we're still in contact with each other it was, it was a lot of fun um but i don't think i was prepared for it because even with all the good it came with it there's a lot of bad for it that was my first time i was introduced to pornography like i i saw like through instagram through instagram i there's a there's like a hashtag hashtags woman crush wednesday and then or something like that and then you just click it and then you just all these hashtags click 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 bam then you're into images you're probably not supposed to be seeing and i just remember that that instagram was my gateway drug into that that um world world of pornography and um it got so bad where i was i was i, I was like i'm i'm tired of this like this is not who i want to be you know and so I I deleted it. I was like my I was a freshman in high school and I deleted the app. And I never um I I just I for like 8 years I'd never had it again. The only reason I got it I got it recently. I was my senior year of college. Um not because mostly because, you know, like I said, there's not it's not like a terrible it's not a terrible mm-hmm. there's good stuff. There's good stuff on it. But I I wasn't capable of like handling that. Like like I was I was doing it using it for bad purposes per like i use instagram mostly to satisfy my own desires not just to con- simply just to connect with friends and seeing what's going on um but my senior year of college like i'm going to be gone everyone that i knew and love like i'm never going to really see them again we all live in different states and so i was like i just get instagram and for, i think now i'm better served better for it because i don't really care too much about like i don't really honestly like i, I go on it just to check on people and even that's not all the time i don't like i don't live my i don't live on instagram i just i check on it and then i'm off it like it's because i live so long without instagram i don't i feel like i don't there's not like like there's no internal desire to be on it all the time Mm. and i think for me that was a very helpful experience just uh you know i just needed to get away from it i had no desire even really to get on it until i was about to leave college and i was just like did you feel like you were missing out like people would say or certain something to you in person and say and you like oh i had no idea and like oh it was on instagram or like did you feel like you missed out on stuff when you were in that um i'm i'm sure there's a time that there came a point where i think most people just knew i didn't have instagram because um yeah and so because luke had luke had an instagram and people Right. Yeah, you guys were together, so he could tell you. Yeah, um, so but I, a little bit different. Yeah, but Luke didn't really tell me anything. I think people just knew I didn't have an Instagram because Luke and I are so close. It's like if we, if I was like, people would tag people in things. Luke could never really tag me in anything because I didn't have an Instagram to be tagged in. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I think people, I think most people knew I just didn't have an Instagram. Uh, I don't. I'm sure it was tough at a time, but I don't think. I don't, I just don't remember that experience. That was so long. Like I, it was like eight years of my life. I had no Instagram, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was just like I don't. It was just, yeah. So besides that, is there other things that you see? Um, like on these hearings, uh, one of the ones was was with Josh Hawley, I think, in the Senate was talking to um, Zuckerberg, whose Facebook is Instagram, right? Instagram, Meta, yeah, they're all connected. Yeah, Meta, yeah, and Instagram. Um, 
and talking about how there's a bunch of kids basically who have either committed suicide or have 12 total um and their parents were like at the hearing or whatever and had pictures of the um and i don't know if it was bullying or i don't know exactly what was going on um but the idea that um instagram itself has influenced these kids in a way that they can't live up to something or they're being bullied or um some kind of way they are dissatisfied with their own life because of it um did you feel any of that kind of stuff or have you noticed or you know when in your youth group or anything that people who have struggled through instagram or other social media stuff struggled through can you can you sorry can you reframe the question struggled through it how um like well kyle was just saying i had introduced me to this and i'm struggling through that was kind of his gateway um so do we know anybody else for whom it was a gateway drug yeah, not just not pornography, but any, <clears throat> especially girls. It's not as much for the pornography, but it is for the, um, like, have your girls or other or their friends seem to like, I have to have this because mm. this is happening, or I have to be doing this right, right, because right, this right, is right, happening. Because yeah. there were there were parents who, for example, were saying that their girls struggled with bulimia or anorexia because they're trying to live up to exactly. Yeah. And a lot of those things, especially, I don't know, it's like Snapchat. I don't know if the CEO of Snapchat was on there, but they have all these different filters mm-hmm. and things like that. Right, so right, they, right, you're right. trying to make yourself look. Right, right, right. And wasn't there something recently where you weren't allowed to use those filters anymore? Not that I know of. I feel I, I heard something about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is kind of, um, it, it's, it's fake, right? But it, it's kind of these <clears throat> social media platforms are, we are allowing them to define for our children what beauty looks like, mm-hmm. right? What success looks like, you know, like really, I mean like their worldview on so many different issues is being developed by these social media accounts. Right. I, I mean, I, every kid that I know that is on a social media platform that's happening to them in one way or another. <clears throat> and then, you know, it's difficult because uh, different psyches are going to, interact with that material in different ways, which is why some kids end up killing themselves or, you know, having eating disorders and others don't, mm. you know, and it's, and it's not to say that those others that are not going to those extremes are not negatively affected. They are their, their psyches just don't take them to that point. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, but overall it's just, it's just not a good thing. You know, I mean, I don't want, uh, content creators on Facebook or Instagram defining for my children what a successful life as a man or woman looks like, mm-hmm. right? Or, or what they should look like or look for in a man or a woman or anything like that, you know, like that. But that's exactly what's happening. And this is where it gets back to the parents. You know, um, parents should be instilling that information and those the proper worldviews mm-hmm. into their children. And they can't do it all themselves, which is why they need to be part of larger communities, um, such as churches. Uh, but that being said... I the power of social media of their influence it is a it's a serious competitor to to parents mm-hmm. serious compa like I, 
I don't know. I don't, I don't know that yeah, short of just cutting it out of their lives for now, like you were saying, because teens just aren't mentally and emotionally ready um, to be doing things like that. You know, I mean, it's, it's a fact that our brains are not really fully developed until about 25. How old are you? About 25. Oh, no. I not know, fully developed yet. I don't know that, uh, don't know that he should be part of this conversation. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, obviously, when they when they leave the home, you can't control what they do. But the, but the fact that their their brains and their emotions, and their hormones are everywhere at this time makes them a prime candidate for obtaining poor information and getting addicted to things. And so I I, I do just revert back to my first answer that I think that we need to keep them away from social media as much yeah. as possible. If you can if you can truly monitor it, then you should. But again, I don't know that much about Instagram. I don't know how to monitor it. I don't know how often stuff comes up. I don't know how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's funny because, I mean, we got an Instagram account for our um, Competing for Christ um, podcast. And I know you guys, I, I, I'm seeing your kids on Instagram. So they have an account. Some of you, at least uh, Corbin. Corbin does. And mm-hmm. I'm seeing your wife on it and mm-hmm. things like that. And. So there, it's it's to me it's a hard line because, and that was another thing I listened to, uh, the Clay and Buck show on the radio and they were talking about this issue, um, and they were talking about themselves. You're like, this is not just a kid problem, mm-hmm. you know. A lot of adults also are struggling with it mm-hmm. and are on their phones all the time and. Um, you know, they they're not just as much to blame, but they are um, not setting the proper example, mm-hmm. and it is difficult. You know, I find myself every once in a while. And I'm not as big on social media, but I am on my phone YouTube a, a ton, and I love YouTube, and uh, it can be just as you know, just watching other people doing. I mean, generally they try and cater it to and that is another thing that they're trying to do in these senate hearings they're trying to limit this like you're like feeding this is the things that they're interested in giving them more giving them more giving them more this is what they're interested in um and that's how it is with youtube too you know my um the algorithm is set to kind of see your preferences and feed them to you now fortunately my preferences are pretty wholesome Mm -hmm. and so i get a lot of perry mason (laughs) yeah (laughs) I get a lot of, yes, I do get a lot of, not Perry Mason, but Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock sure. Holmes. I do. <laughs> and let's be clear, this is the Sherlock Holmes from the 50s yes. or 60s, right? Yeah. Black and 50s, white. The black yeah. and white shows, yeah. I do hey, get a lot I, of that. I, I like black and white. Sorry. <laughs> Me too. I like black and white. Bad. I grew up watching Little Rascals, like, oh, black and white. I love that. Andy Griffith Show. Andy Griffith Show, black and white. Uh, and Dad got me into Leave it to Beaver, now black and white. Yeah. Like, I like those shows. Uh those fifty, those uh, those early shows. I never saw I Love Lucy. I, I was just gonna say I love Lucy. The earlier ones. Are good. Yeah, I never seen them, but I, they were always on right right next to the Leave It Be- the Beaver. It was like always on. My kids love those as well. Yeah, they're good. They're just good shows. Yeah. Same reason why I like Harold. I love Harold. Hey Arnold, football head. Uh, <laughs> I love that show. But that's it. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, <laughs> I just think. Um, so Clay and Buck were talking about, you know, the problem also, and they 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 admitted themselves. They're like, I'm not perfect on this, mm. you know. 
I would love to be able to like, all right, at night, just my phone is somewhere. I don't even, mm-hmm. you know, touch it or, um, or, you know, at the dinner table, you know, we can have rules like, all right, there are no phones at the dinner table. And when we're going out to a restaurant, there's no phones, you know, we don't, we don't get our phones out. But those are the kind of things that sometimes we try to institute, like when we're out as a family sometimes, but then when you are just talking, mm-hmm. something comes up in your head mm-hmm. and immediately think, oh, let me show you this. Yeah, right, right, pull right, your right, phone yeah. out so yeah. that I can show you. And then they pull theirs out. Yeah. And then next thing you know, they're out again. Right, right. You know, you're, you're thinking because your brain is already thinking about things that you have seen or mm-hmm. and, and things are so easily to pull up or um, there's a lot of times where you are you know just talking and you're wondering about something and you know it's like oh let me google it i can figure that i can find that right away the information is just right there at your fingertips mm-hmm. so you pull your phone out and so i i just struggle with this total gravity Yes, I I do. I don't I don't know exactly where the line for me mm-hmm. is. Um, like I said, there are good things, and like I said, we're we're recording this. This you're watching this on YouTube, <laughs> YouTube on, <a> smartphone. <laughs> on your smartphone or on your device. You are, um, you know, Kyle's been setting up our Instagram account for the um, competing for Christ, and it's just I don't know. I just kind of. You just have to monitor it. And I do think that, as you were saying, it's not just the parents. It is some of these social media companies have to be held a little bit responsible or at least give us tools um, where, and I do think that that's happening a little bit, um, the tools where they can, the parents can monitor or give permission or things like that, but. Also, as you said, there, so it, there can be a workaround. They did say, they did say, uh, I think, I think Lindsey Graham's uh, opening statement talked about how uh, several of these big tech social media companies instituted uh, children's safety um, policies or whatever yeah. one week before the hearing. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit sus, I'm right? Ooh, I know. I did that on purpose. <laughs> I hope my kids watch it like, oh my god, <laughs> sus. That's funny. That's like the only one that I understand. You know, They're like Riz and whatever else. I'm like, I don't even know. Wait, I I didn't know what Riz was either. I like it was so weird. I was like, because it was just always it, out of nowhere, just was everywhere. Riz, Riz, Riz. I was like. Am I, did I miss something? I was so confused. Like, Riz, what is, I looked up, what is Riz? Riz is like, the more they explain it, like, I don't really understand it still. <laughs> now I understand it. I understand now. But it's like, I literally was just like, over and over. I was like, what is this? What is Riz? Do you have Riz? Oh, I have a lot of Riz. Riz, that's a good question. I don't really know what it is, ex- it by is, definition. It is a but, part of charisma. And it's yeah. the Riz part oh, of charisma. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I just, I just told like if. Um, <laughs> I looked it hip, up. Drive. <laughs> wow, wow. I yeah, it's. Uh, I didn't know that, but uh, yeah, like Riz. When I would think of Riz, like whenever someone just yeah, just like alt, like super charismatic, and people are just like just drawn to you just because of just your your character and your your charisma. Yeah. 
but yeah most of those words seem to be like just partials of other words generally that's what i've been finding out like sus what's what's the obsessive partial of suspect suspect yeah suspicious suspicious Mm. so at any rate now i'm that's trying hip. to be more hip inside. Yeah. Is jive a word that in your generation, hip oh, and jive? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We should bring it back. Jive. We should. Let's do it right now. Yeah, jive. There's a lot of things that I thought about that uh, with different words. So I heard a mom say groovy the other day. I was like, That's so groovy. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of Phil Collins' song, Groovy Kind of Love. I love that song. Never. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. <laughs> it's a groovy kind of that one. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. one. So, um, anything else that you can think of that you want to um, mention? Because you you've done not only with Instagram with for that eight years, but you've also taken a break from um, YouTube as well, right? Before, yeah. At times. Mm-hmm. And what are the reasons for those? Like when you do take a break, what is what are the reasons? Well, like I said, like. Even for me, YouTube, like, I never had a problem with YouTube the way I had with Instagram uh, in terms of sexual yeah. temptations. My biggest problem with YouTube is just time, time consuming. Yeah. Uh, and I, this is going to be funny. I wonder how you guys' reaction to this. I had, I, there's one time, I, I listened to things on, I listened to things double speed all the time. And there's one time where just, I was just like, dude, I watched so much YouTube today. I was telling my friends this. And then there's looked up, like, how many hours are you spending on YouTube today? And I, we looked it up. It was nine hours of YouTube in that day. It was it was like six o'clock in the evening <laughs> when we saw each other, and so I was just and I was just like I'm sick because it, it doesn't make you feel sick. It's too long to cover screen. It's not just nine hours. It was eighteen hours worth of content. Because you're double speed. Yeah, yeah doubles everything was double speed. I was eighteen hours worth of content. And I was like, dude, what? This is not good. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, I mean, so. For more, more than anything, and kind of like you just feel sick. I you just have to take a break, you know. Not even just a, like just a complete detox from because it's it's uh YouTube is not bad, Instagram's not bad, but how you use it can be bad, you know. And uh, just take a break. I there's a time in college we had this assignment to not we no more like like we had to put everyone in the in the class had it had a choice like to to eliminate one thing from their life uh, and then for a month and then document the entire experience of what that was like for them. And I chose YouTube because that was a very, um, it wasn't as bad when it was like 18 hours worth of content in that one day. It's not that, it wasn't that bad, but still, still a, a, something I, I wanted to get better at even when I was in college. Um, and so when I was, and so I chose YouTube and I didn't realize, and we had to do it for a month. We documented our experience and I didn't realize in that time how often I thought about just going on YouTube all the time. Like even, like even when I thought my problem was even that bad, it was still pretty bad. Like I woke up and I was like, dang, like I, all I wanted to do is watch a YouTube video or just go on, mm-hmm. go on the app. I was like, I can't, like I don't even have the app. So I was like, that's crazy, you know? And then I was like, and then, and then I went to, the, took a shower and normally I like listen to something while I'm in the shower off YouTube, like anything, like whatever. I was like, I had to sit in the shower in silence. You know what I'm saying? It's like, this is kind of crazy. And then I got done with the shower and then I went over to, I was walking over to 
Alpha, which is our school cafeteria at Grace College. And normally on my way over there, because it's, it's like at the time it was super cold. Like I just like get one way to keep my mind off the cold was just, you know, play a video, you know, I just listen to it. Like I didn't watch it cause it was so cold, but I was just like, listen to it. And I was like, I can't even do that. And I was like, I was like all my whole morning was just silence and silence and silence. And I was just thinking like the whole time I was just like, this is kind of crazy. Like I think about this app all the time, not this, this app, but just this way of entertainment, like all always on my brain. And that first, it was a painful experience, you know, like not, it was, it wasn't a very uncomfortable experience for me. And the reason why we did it is because we were, we're, uh, we were, it was a psych class, but we're investigating, not investigating. We were studying people. We, I mean, we got to go, go to AA meetings and stuff like that. We're people who are like recovering addicts, recovering addicts or, uh, and, and we're just like, when we're doing that, like we were finding our way of like how hard like it's really hard to recover from things like not there aren't chemically addictive say uh like alcohol for example and so uh uh or it's in the same way alcohol is and so uh that's kind of how the experiment kind of went out and it was a really cool experience it was very thoughtful it was like every day you just recorded your your thoughts every day and it was i loved it um uh but through that experience you also realize how much time that you waste just not spending time with God. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like, when I think about YouTube, like I woke up thinking YouTube, I went to the shower thinking YouTube. I went, I went to, I walked over to breakfast thinking YouTube. I probably walked back probably thinking YouTube because you know, you walk there, you have to walk back, you know? And it's like, and the whole time I was like, I just like, like this is, it was a, it was an uncomfortable, painful experience, but also a great experience because I just realized how much I just, I didn't, what's the word? Like I, how much I neglected my relationship with God, at least through his word, through prayer, um, you know, or just through conversations with other people. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I just, and so it was a very good experience for me. So are you saying that, and like we said, you know, there are good things on this YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. So are you saying that you were more drawn to the things that were time wasters? Because you can, you know, watch sermons on YouTube. You can listen to Bible Project on YouTube. You can do all this other stuff. So it's not like, I mean, you can't actually spend time with God on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But you were drawn to other things that are just more entertaining or what? Well, to be honest, that's my, to me, that's what's entertaining. I literally listen like I know, I said, but I'm saying when you were on campus, you weren't thinking oh, Bible project. I was, you were thinking, or you're in the shower. Is that what you were thinking? Like, oh, I, I'm wasting time, not spending time with God because of all this YouTube I'm watching. Uh, I'm not. Sometimes I, I feel like sometimes I was thinking, like even like we even, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like there was times where I wasn't. Like even if there's good, like say sermons or a Bible project or um, any you know biblical voice out there on 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 the platform, like I, there was times even then I was I was thinking of that during my my fast, mostly because I mean I went to a Christian college. There was there was uh, I mean there there was it was just conversations about God or Jesus and like the just made me think about things I watched in the past. Uh, but not all the time. Like there's t- like there's things like kind of like you're talking about being at you know the 
at say at a restaurant and we're talking about something and then like oh watch this video like this like it just it just anything that just naturally came up yeah. like it just sparked yeah, right. either either something that had a more biblical focus to it or not you know even if it wasn't bad it was just yeah something just otherly other than someone pops in your head this, yeah. is, this is what kyle does to me like he'll think of something and it reminds him of an anime and i was like oh dad watch this uh-huh. <laughs> he'll show me this uh scene of an anime whatever and then after that scenes and oh but oh maybe this is this one's better and um it might be something i'm interested in sometimes i'm not i'm just okay 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 yeah <laughs> he'll say last one i promise last one i promise <laughs> Everything for me is connected. I, I that's how my brain kind of works. Like, yeah. yeah. No, I, I totally understand. So I have another question for you. And um, for those guys who, let's say, on the coaching side, because I can picture being on your bus, like when you had national championship stuff and you're going from Indiana to Florida or um, you know, or South Carolina, long trip. I mean, can you just imagine not having a phone? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think I think that I mean, growing up, we didn't have phones. Or going to Colorado, you know. I know, but now that we have them, no. But it's like, can you imagine? Like, I can imagine it. Yeah. But uh, it's a. Uh, can you imagine it being enjoyable without a phone? Yeah, I could. I even those even those car rides going like say Colorado like I don't need a phone to have fun with like it's fun just to being with your the only times that we like most of the time like actually most of those car rides or those bus rides we had like say those 18 hour trips from Florida to back to Grace Indiana most of it was either we're sleeping or we're t- waking up talking to each other like <laughs> like we having- yeah we're having a good time like we didn't have like the only time we were on our, like so, someone was on their phone or I was on our, like it was only when everyone around you sleeping and it's like well, I'm awake, you know, so it's like, it's a way to, to pass the time until someone gets up, boom, fine. Like, finally, we have a co- way to conversate with somebody. Yeah, and that's more enjoyable than... Being out, yeah, because yeah. people are more I, fun. I than, agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, as we kind of wrapping up, um, what, um, Matt, could you just kind of think of some things that um, just highlight some suggestions on what we what would you suggest for uh, a father out there coach teacher or um, um, some things some steps to take to um, you talked a little bit about the devices but just as far as like family policy um, some of the things that would help that we can just leave them with Hmm. Family policy. What, what, do, what do you mean by that? Like what to do with devices? Like rules? Yeah, like rules. So I would think that just <clears throat> you, um, you and your spouse should probably make a decision at an early age. Mm-hmm. This is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something again. I mean, Jill and I talked about it, you know, and like our, the first phones that they got were Christmas phones. You know, those flip phones. It was for Christmas. We all... We all got new phones, and we're like, hey, well, let's get them this. And it was more or less so we can keep tabs on them because they were mm-hmm. in sports and stuff and on a lot. And we mm-hmm. can... But there was no threat of addiction to the phone itself or to some kind of social media side right, at right, that time. Right. And then the, then later, the smartphones that we had, and we were doing the, the Life360 app just so we can keep tabs on. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, and it was more or less in our minds thinking that um, they won't be getting involved in these things that are harmful mm-hmm. and just using the things. And, and I think con- conversing with your kids is, is important um, on that. And a lot of my boys have said, you know, I'm struggling with this, you know, whether it's pornography or mm-hmm. whatever. And can you help me? And, and, you know, we did do some of the other things. So their apps or things, cause you have to do it with your computers as well, probably. Mm-hmm. So what kind of just advice, I guess, would you give or some steps that they could possibly take? Mm-hmm things that you guys have done you have another one coming up elias so Mm -hmm. he's got some time yeah i will not be giving him a smartphone or tablet at the age of five (laughs) or three (laughs) would you not let him use one probably not not even use it Mm -mm. i I mean because it's got like i mean educational educational i mean kids have been being educated for millennia before That, you know, and we've, we've seen brilliant minds, you know, in the past before any kind of smartphone ever existed. Mm-hmm. I, it's not necessary. And, and given the, you know, what it can do to brain development, et cetera, all these studies that are coming out, it's just not worth it. Um, but in addition to that, you know, when my kids were, were young, um, we gave them, I, I think I have said this on the podcast before, we gave them a kid's fire tablet, um, oh, yeah. a Kindle mm-hmm. uh, for reading for school for homeschool you know and uh you know there was a couple games on there it's a kid's kindle you know so it's like there's not like access to everything but even on some of their games that uh they were playing like fifa or something like that um there were there were advertisements animated advertisements that were sexual in nature Mm. you know and I inadvertently exposed my kids to that because I assumed that being a, a children's tablet, it would be fine, and it wasn't fine. Um, it's just not necessary. I mean, I, I should have just given them books to read. You know, there's there was something about the convenience of like you have Hoopla, I can just order digital books and they can read them right there. You know, we don't have to do, go about the trouble of going back and forth from the library and whatever. Like that was our motivation. I would not do it again. <clears throat> um, yeah, and, and you know, something we've not mentioned today is the fact that um, it, this is true, again, for adults as well. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed it, but whenever somebody spends a significant amount of time in front of a screen, whether it's on their phone or just the television or your computer, something happens. I don't know the science behind it, um, especially if they're just being entertained, that when they walk away, there's like this, there's an irritability and there's a selfishness that is involved. I see this all the time. Hmm. And and I wonder if it's because you're just kind of in this passive state where you are being served. You know what I'm saying? It's like just, yeah, I'm getting what I want, what I want, what I want. And now I'm back to real life and there are demands on me to serve other people or to do things that are require more effort, right? And I'm, I'm irritable and I'm snappy and... Um, so I, I've also seen that in our kids over and over again. Um, it's just another reason to avoid it. Um, so again, if, if, if I do give my kids phones, obviously I said I, I gave my, the youngest I've given a phone was 12, but it's only because the Gab phone was available. 
Um, she has zero access to any internet. She has zero access to any kind of social media whatsoever. But it's still a fun thing for do for her to do. It's just totally safe, you know. And you can opt in and in or out of Gab Music. It's like five extra bucks a month. She doesn't do it, but she gets to talk to her friends. She gets video call. You know, she's got a Bible app. And I mean, there's there's like a hundred some apps on there. Like I don't want to sell it short, mm-hmm. but they're all safe, you know. <clears throat> so um, I would I would highly recommend Gab phones to people. Uh, we're not sponsored by Gab. I don't know if, I, if we should say that. Um, we're really not. Um, yeah, <laughs> Gab, if you're out there and you want to. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really do highly recommend it. Um, again, both my girls have it, and they're totally fine. Um, neither of them are addicted to their phones, uh, which has been a beautiful thing. Um, if uh, and 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 I would also say just you know, I I do think I've heard some people. Um, well, let me just say this. I, I definitely think it's a good thing to take your phones, take the kids' phones away, whatever kind of phone it is, even if it's just a text and calling app. I think it's a good idea to take it away at night. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're not going to and, – and, and it's not – I think it's probably important to say it's not because we don't trust you, but it's because we want what's best for you. You know, it's just not a good thing to have your phone um, – in your room at night, you, you know, you're looking at the screen, you're scrolling. It's not good for your sleep. It's not good for your emotions. Um, but, but then the added temptation, if you have a smartphone, the things that you can see, you know, in the middle of the night um, and the temptations that will arise, that arise for adults as well. Right. It's just not a good thing. You know, like I know adults, I, I think um, a known name would be John Eldridge, who wrote A Wild at Heart. You know, it's a, it's a policy for he and his wife to not have their phones in the room at nighttime mm-hmm. just because they don't want the temptation of being before a screen before they sleep. Right. They, and they actually, um, make it a priority to spend time with the Lord before they go to bed. Right. Mm-hmm. So like the screen temptation is gone. I'm going to spend time in prayer and in reviewing my day. And it's just a much healthier nightly routine, you know? Mm-hmm. So I say, take your phones away. We actually take our kids' phones away and, um, computers and put them in a safe in the safe uh, at nighttime. We get them back out the computers for school. And then later in the day when they're done with the school, they can have their phones for a time. Mm-hmm. There's also a cutoff, uh, in the evening time, uh, when phones have to be turned in cause we're going to be going to bed. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think that's a good idea. Um, if your kid has access to social media sites, um, so again, this is not a gab phone, but a, mm-hmm typical iPhone or I would Android yeah yeah right right I would say um are you saying that because yours is an Android yeah I don't want to exclude you I'm sorry <laughs> um That's no, I'm not a diehard uh, Apple fan I promise <laughs> um <clears throat> so um yeah not not letting them be ideally not letting them be secluded with that phone mm. you know whether it's we try to keep our kids like for example out of the basement. Like if, if we're talking to the girlfriend or something like that, um, I don't want you staying down there forever scrolling and listening to whatever, you know, like even if it's on Spotify, like there's, there's a bunch of trash on Spotify podcast wise, for example. So, um, no seclusion phones in by a certain time, no phones in the bedrooms at night. Um, no phones like in your pocket all day long. It's after school that you get it. Um, I mean, we're homeschooled, so there's maybe a different way to talk about that if your kids are at school. Yeah. 
I kind of feel like if, if I were to go to school today, if I, if my kids were in a public school today, I want to say that I just wouldn't give them a phone. Yeah. The, the fear of many parents is, well, what if there's a school shooting? You know, like right. I need to get a hold of my kids. I mean, like there are school shootings, but when you consider all the schools that are out there in the United States, it is a very small percentage yeah. <clears throat> of schools that have ever experienced anything like that. Your kids are going to be fine. And they also have you know, policies in place if something like that were to happen. And increasingly more schools are having sheriffs, you know, and whatever. It's just not something I would worry about. But if you really do, I would give them like a family phone that's like, it's maybe it's a, uh, what are those, a a prepaid phone, Mm. you know, something like that that you can't do anything socially on whatsoever. And it's not convenient to be texting on. It's just strictly for calling. Uh, I would would send them to, to school with something like that personally. The other thing I think that we should do this is my last comment. I think the the only thing that uh, the other thing I think that we should do that we've not really touched on. We talked about the negatives with smartphones and social media access. We didn't really talk about the tech companies Mm -hmm. themselves. You know, pressures being put on them to a open themselves up to being sued, like being responsible or held responsible. They are responsible. They're not being held responsible. And again, I'm not saying that it's it's all the tech uh, companies' fault. That's not true. A huge percentage of this is on the parents, yeah. and it's 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 neither. It, it's not it's not one or the other. It's both and. Like that that needs to be heard. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I think that we should join the chorus of people who are applying pressure to make them liable to being sued. Um, and I also think that we should we should push for reform so that these companies are absolutely blocking because they can. We've seen them censor things in the past with ease and within minutes or hours. They they need to, um, we need to apply pressure that they block everything sexual on there, everything. And anything explicit whatsoever just shouldn't be permitted. Like the only reason that you would have something on there like that is 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 money, right? Like I'm, money or even something more devious. Like I mean, you're you're supporting the activity, you know, like pedophiles networking on Facebook, you know, like that. There should be nothing like that happening, you know, whatsoever. I should never. My kids should never, as they're scrolling through Facebook, uh, Instagrams, get some random post or reel from somebody that is sexual in nature amidst just the funny TikTok, uh, not TikToks, they don't have TikTok, but the, the funny reels, you know, that are coming up mm-hmm. that are totally innocent. Like, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. You know, that should never, ever happen. They need to crack down on that. And we know that they can. Mm-hmm. We should hold them responsible to do it. I, I do think it's impractical to say, just get rid of Facebook and Instagram and whatever, um, and not just impractical, but I don't know that it's even best because, as we said before, there's a lot of good stuff on there. there th- those platforms are reasons why we – and maybe we have an alternative platform, you know, like Rumble or something like that. Maybe those continue to grow. Um, <clears throat> and I don't even know if those are totally great. But um, it's it's because of platforms like that that, for example, um, The Chosen – has gotten as big as it has, you know, or people are more aware today about uh, sex trafficking, the ills of sex trafficking and, and, and like how to help fight it and overcome it. We're more aware of that today and we're more in unison and accomplishing things against it today because 
of platforms like these yeah, because okay. of social media platforms. There's a ton of good that's happening. So I don't know that the answer is just to get rid of it. The answer is open them up to being sued, to being held responsible, and um, parents and politicians uniting to say no no sexual content, no explicit content of any nature can appear on these whatsoever. And any any ill, malicious networking, it must also be stopped. I mean, like, immediately. And if it's not, because you're now open to being sued, you will be sued. That's what I think should happen. Okay. What do you think, Kyle? you agree? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, good. I think this is a productive um, conversation, and those who are um, watching or listening, um, please you know, leave some comments and experiences that you may have had um, with your kids, um, with students on the uh, social media front. I know that um, yeah, the school you Worthington Christ, Worthington Christian, your school. You guys had like caddies or something, right? When you went into a classroom, you had to put your cell phone mm-hmm. in a caddy or something. Like a basket. Like I, don't like a basket. I, I don't remember doing that in the high school, but I remember doing that early, like earlier. Yeah, I think middle school. Oh, I don't really? think they ever had that in high school. I think they had it in high school because there's a they might few times Chad. someone, because you guys would like, yeah, I left my phone in the caddy. Oh, yeah, that's and right. And yeah. you'd come home, you didn't have it or... Yeah. Whatever, and you're like, and usually it was always on the weekend. Like you left it on a Friday. Yeah, like no phone until <laughs> no Monday. Till, yeah, it was automatic. Like, well, oh well. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I really didn't care about my phone all that much. It was yeah. I probably should have more, but yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you have comments um that you can uh, leave and uh, just stories that you may have, please leave those. Um, if you're listening from the competing for christ site or if you're competing or if you're doing it from the real dad's lead um we'd love to hear those comments and respond we'll respond in in kind so thank you guys so much for your time and listening thank you guys so much for your time how are you gonna close us out and... you gonna say real dad's lead or are you gonna say <laughs> i <laughs> gonna... should do two things you know i would say always remember that real dads lead <laughs> And then I'll say, I can edit this now uh-huh. and say, hey, and never forget, as you go through life, make sure you run in a way that you will win the prize. Mm. Peace.